Here we go. Okay. Oh, yeah, here we go indeed. Here we go. We we're right at it, Eric. We're in the book of Leviticus today. Whoa. And today is day 45. Wow. And we're going to read Leviticus 18 and 19. And we're going to jump all the way to Hebrews chapter 6. Good. Good job, everybody listening to the podcast. I tell you, I, I just was before Eric pushed start and play this uh, afternoon. Um, he uh, was just talking about how God is using this in to really impact so many people. We just hear stories yep. over and over again. So, and you're a part yep. of that. So thank you. And keep sharing your stories because, you know, sometimes people share their stories and are like, really? Wow, I had no idea. Yeah. So share your story if this has impacted you and we might not have any idea. It really encourages us just to do what God's called us to do. Yeah. So thank you. Well, it shows us the value of it, right? Like, yeah, obviously reading the Bible is hugely valuable, but putting it out there as a podcast and the work that goes into getting it up and posted. I mean, there's no editing, so I won't say that, but you know, like, yeah, but it just shows us that there's value to it. And so we don't, you know, we don't want to make decisions like, well, next year, Hey, we're not going to do it anymore. Cause it doesn't seem like it's valuable to anyone. So do tell us your stories and then share it with other people so that they have stories too. Yeah. Be cool. Well, Chip, we're going to get into uh, your favorite passage today. Yeah, we're going to look at some forbidden sexual practices. Yeah, Leviticus chapter 18. Yes. Or let's quit a kiss, as Allison calls it. Let's quit a kiss. Let's quit a kiss. Mm-hmm. All right, anyway. Nope. Forbidden sexual practices. Okay. Then the Lord said to Moses, Give the following instructions to the people of Israel. I am the Lord your God, so do not act like the people in Egypt where you used to live, or like the people of Canaan where I am taking you. You must not imitate their way of life. You must obey all my regulations and be careful to obey my decrees, for I am the Lord your God. If you obey my decrees and my regulations, you will find life through them. I am the Lord. You must never have sexual relations with a close relative, for I am the Lord. Do not violate your father by having sexual relations with your mother. She's your mother. You must not have sexual relations with her. Do not have sexual relations with any of your father's wives, for this would violate your father. Do not have sexual relations with your sister or half-sister, whether she is your father's daughter or your mother's daughter. For she was born into your household or someone, whether she was born into your household or someone else's. Do not have sexual relations with your granddaughter, whether she is your son's daughter or your daughter's daughter, for this would violate yourself. Do not have sexual relations with your stepsister, the daughter of any of your father's wives, for she is your sister. Do not have, do not have sexual relations with your father's sister, for she is your father's close relative. Do not have sexual relations with your mother's sister, for she is your mother's close relative. Do not violate your uncle, your father's brother, by having sexual relations with his wife, for she is your aunt. Do not have sexual relations with your daughter-in-law. She is your son's wife, so you must not have sexual relations with her. Do not have sexual relations with your brother's wife, for this would violate your brother. Do not have sexual relations with both a woman and her daughter, and do not take her granddaughter, whether she's whether her son's daughter or her daughter's daughter, and have sexual relations with her. They are close relatives, and this would be a wicked act. While your wife is living, do not marry her sister and have sexual relations with her, for they would be rivals. Do not have sexual relations with a woman during her period of menstrual impurity. Do not defile yourself by having sexual intercourse with your neighbor's wife. Do not permit any of your children to be offered as a sacrifice to Moloch, for you must not bring this for you must not bring shame on the name of your God. I am the Lord. Do not practice homosexuality, having sex with another man as with a woman. It is a detestable sin. A man must not defile himself by having sex with an animal, and a woman must not offer herself to a male animal to have intercourse with it. This is a perverse act. Do not defile yourselves in any of these ways, for the people I am driving out before you have defiled themselves in all these ways. 
Because the entire land has become defiled, I am punishing the people who live there. I will cause the land to vomit them out. You must obey all my decrees and regulations. You must not commit any of these detestable sins. This applies to both native-born Israelites and to the foreigners living among you. All these detestable activities are practiced by the people of the land where I am taking you, and this is how the land has become defiled. So do not defile the land and give it a reason to vomit you out, as it will vomit out the people who live there now. Whoever commits any of these detestable sins will be cut off from the community of Israel. So obey my instructions and do not defile yourselves by committing any of these detestable practices that were committed by the people who live in the land before you. I am the Lord your God. Leviticus chapter 19, holiness and personal conduct. The Lord also said to Moses, give the following instructions to the entire community of Israel. You must be holy because I, the Lord your God, am holy. Each of you must show great respect for your mother and father, and you must always observe the Sabbath days of rest. I am the Lord your God. Do not put your trust in idols or make metal images of gods for yourselves. I am the Lord your God. When you sacrifice a peace offering to the Lord, offer it properly so you will be accepted by God. A sacrifice must be eaten on the same day you offer it or on the next day. Whatever is left over until the third day must be completely burned up. If any of the sacrifice is eaten on the third day, it will be contaminated and I will not accept it. Anyone who eats it on the third day will be punished for defiling what is holy to the Lord and will be cut off from the community. When you harvest the crops of your land, do not harvest the grain along the edges of your fields, and do not pick up what the harvesters drop. It is the same with your grape crop. Do not strip every last bunch of grapes from the vines, and do not pick up the grapes that fall to the ground. Leave them for the poor and the foreigners living among you. I am the Lord your God. Do not steal. Do not deceive or cheat one another. Do not bring shame on the name of your God by using it to swear falsely. I am the Lord. Do not defraud or rob your neighbor. Do not make your hired workers wait until next year to receive their pay. Do not insult the deaf or cause the blind to stumble. You must fear your God. I am the Lord. Do not twist justice in legal matters by favoring the poor or being partial to the rich and powerful. Always judge people fairly. Do not spread slanderous gossip among your people. Do not stand idly by when your neighbor's life is threatened. I am the Lord. Do not nurse hatred in your heart for any of your relatives. Confront people directly so you will not be held guilty for their sin. Do not seek revenge or bear a grudge against a fellow Israelite, but love your neighbor as yourself. I am the Lord. You must obey all my decrees. Do not mate two different kinds of animals. Do not plant your field with two different kinds of seed. Do not wear clothing woven from two different kinds of thread. If a man has sex with a slave girl, whose freedom has never been purchased, but who is committed to become another man's wife, he must pay full compensation to her master. But since she is not a free woman, neither the man nor the woman will be put to death. The man, however, must bring a ram as a guilt offering and present it to the Lord at the entrance of the tabernacle. The priest will then purify him before the Lord with the ram of the guilt offering, and the man's sin will be forgiven. When you enter the land and plant fruit trees, leave the fruit unharvested for the first three years and consider it forbidden. Do not eat it. In the fourth year of the entire crop must be concentrated to the Lord as a celebration of praise. Finally, in the fifth year you may eat the fruit. If you follow this pattern, your harvest will increase. I am the Lord your God. Do not eat meat that has not been drained of its blood. Do not practice fortune-telling or witchcraft. Do not trim off hair on your temples or trim your beards. Do not cut your bodies for the dead and do not mark your skin with tattoos. I am the Lord. Do not defile your daughter by making her a prostitute or the land will be filled with prostitution and wickedness. Keep my Sabbath days of rest and show reverence toward my sanctuary. I am the Lord. Do not defile yourselves by turning to mediums or to those who consult the spirits of the dead. I am the Lord your God. Stand up in the presence of the elderly and show respect for the aged. Fear your God, I am the Lord. Do not take advantage of foreigners who live among you in your land. Treat them like native-born Israelites and love them as you love yourself. Remember that you were once foreigners living in the land of Egypt. 
I am the Lord your God. Do not use dishonest standards when measuring length, weight, or volume. Your scales and weights must be accurate. Your containers for measuring dry materials or liquids must be accurate. I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt. You must be careful to keep all my decrees and regulations by putting them into practice. I am the Lord. Well, and now we're going to jump forward here to Hebrews chapter 6. <clears throat> so let us stop going over the basic teachings about Christ again and again. Let us go on instead and become mature in our understanding. Surely we don't need to start again with the fundamental importance of repenting from evil deeds and placing our faith in God. You don't need further instruction about baptisms, the laying on of hands, the resurrection of the dead, and eternal judgment. And so, God willing, we will move forward to further understanding. For it is impossible to bring back to repentance those who were once enlightened, those who have experienced the good things of heaven and shared in the Holy Spirit, who have tasted the goodness of the word of God and the power of the age to come, and who then turn away from God. It is impossible to bring such people back to repentance. By rejecting the Son of God, they themselves are nailing him to the cross once again and holding him up to public shame. When the ground soaks up the falling rain and bears a good crop for the farmer, it has, it has God's blessing. But if a field bears thorns and thistles, it is useless. The farmer will soon condemn that field and burn it. Dear friends, even though we are talking this way, we really don't believe it applies to you. We are confident that you are meant for better things, things that come with salvation. For God is not unjust. He will not forget how hard you have worked for him and how you have shown your love to him by caring for other believers as you still do. Our great desire is that you will keep on loving others as long as life lasts in order to make certain that, you, that what you hope for will come true. Then you will not become spiritually dull and indifferent. Instead, you will follow the example of those who are going to inherit God's promises because of their faith and endurance. God's promises bring hope. For example, there was God's promise to Abraham. Since there was no greater one greater to swear by, God took an oath in his own name, saying, I will certainly bless you, and I will multiply your descendants beyond number. Then Abraham waited patiently, and he received what God had promised. Now when people take an oath, they call on someone greater than themselves to hold them to it. And without question, that oath is binding. God also bound himself with an oath, so that those who received the promise could be perfectly sure that he would never change his mind. So God has given both his promise and his oath. These two things are unchangeable because it's impossible for God to lie. Therefore, we who have fled to him for refuge can have great confidence as we hold to the hope that lies before us. This hope is strong and trustworthy anchor for our souls. It leads us through this curtain into God's inner sanctuary. Jesus has already gone in there for us. He has become our eternal high priest in the order of Melchizedek. Hmm. And, and that, that is, is our reading, reading today. today. Cool. Good reading. And those go together again. Hebrews and Leviticus, baby. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Anyway, so we read that. We had two questions in mind. You know the questions, but in case it's your first day or you got hit on the head really hard and you don't remember anything, um, the questions are, how does this help me love God more or better? Or how does this help me love others more or better? So, Chip, yeah. question is, sir, how does this help you love God more or better? This helps me love God more and better because I, I love how he speaks into my personal life. Mm. He gets personal, you know, and we read the, the sexual things and then, you know, you, you had the privilege of re reading all those sexual sins. It was that really was great. A lot of fun. Yeah, thanks, Eric. Yep. And I got to read all the other laws, the legal stuff. Yeah, I couldn't read and the tattoo the, part. So. And then we get to the New Testament in, in, in 6. He talks about, you know, um, he doesn't forget how hard you work for him, mm -hmm. you know. And 
again, for the believer today, the new covenant, you know, it's, it's really evident. We couldn't even do this in the old covenant. You, you know, we don't work for salvation. We work because of salvation. Mm -hmm. And I'm so grateful that God gives us param parameters, principles in the Old Testament, parameters and principles in the Old and New Testament that we can, can learn how to work for him better because of our salvation, because of this grace and mercy poured into our life. We didn't deserve it. And so I'm grateful for these things, you know, and I need to be reminded of some of these things uh, over and over again. And uh, it's good that we can read about them. So that makes me love God more, that he speaks into the personal and sometimes intimate areas of my life that I need to be aware of and reminded about. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, I love others more or better from this, probably better, um, as we read like this, this holiness and personal conduct. And then we get to verse 18. So 19, 18, do not seek revenge or bear grudge against a fellow Israelite, mm -hmm. but love your neighbors as yourself. That second half, so I guess like in modern day, we would say that's Leviticus 19, 18b. Yep. Right? We would. Um, that is just, it's slipped in there, you know? It's in the cracks of all of these other things, you know, like um, don't hate your relatives, confront people directly, obey all my decrees, don't make two different kinds of animals. Like this is slipped in there. Mm -hmm. And yet Jesus calls it the second greatest commandment. Mm -hmm. You know, and I just love that, the importance of that. And it, it's not, I don't know, it, it just kind of sneaks in there. And then that harmonizes so well with what we read in Hebrews too. Um, man, where was it? Oh, our great desire is that you'll keep on loving others as long as life lasts in order to make certain that what you hope for hope for will come true. In other words, this this love that we have for others, and that's in um, verse 11, 611, mm -hmm. our, you know, like this love that we have for others is like this picture of our future hope. And it just it's like the proof of our salvation. Jesus said it, too that the world will know you're my disciples by the way you love one another. And so I just think, man, this really highlights to me, both readings today really highlight to me, and it's something we all know, we know how important it is, but it really highlights to me that this love of others was required as part of the covenant with God. And even though Hebrews calls that covenant obsolete, that principle of loving each other is something that's still vastly important to God. In fact, it's the very evidence of our salvation. Mm -hmm. So I just, I think that's really cool. Um, I love reading that and just getting to hear, I don't know, just like this ties us to ancient people. The way we love each other ties us to God's people in antiquity and in the New mm -hmm. Testament and then all the way down through the ages. So I just think that's really great. That's great. I think a good prayer would be, Eric, <clears throat> would be, you know, as you start your day, God, show me how I can love others more today. Mm -hmm. And then... Once you pray that, you need to be aware of that mm -hmm. and just look for those opportunities to show God's love more to others today than you did yesterday and just be open for those times. Absolutely. Be, be aware of those times. Absolutely. It's good. Cool. Okay, everybody. Good stuff. Yeah. You, you handled that pretty well, Eric. Oh, thanks. I appreciate that. Yeah. Well, and yeah, just I know it's a lot of people's favorite passage. So, well, I know. Yeah. All right. Well, here here's one thing, just like a like an observation. Oh, okay. I will say, um, 
So we've got don't have sex with this person, don't have sex with that person, don't have sex with that animal, don't have sex with that person. Um, don't offer any of your children up to Moloch. Don't practice homosexuality. Don't have sex with an animal. Like, like we just look at like the current state of our world. Yeah. And we are way off from this, right? Like we offer our children as a sacrifice on the altar of sure. Like just being able to have sex without consequences and homosexuality. And um, it's just, yeah, it's just crazy. Mm -hmm. And it kind of started with don't in, in the modern time, in my, in my opinion, don't defile yourself by having sexual intercourse with your neighbor's wife, right? Like the infidelity that kind of like ran mm -hmm. rampant mm -hmm. through Western civilization. And then abortion became like this huge, like accessible thing that we use freely. And now homosexuality and like just follows this pattern. Hmm. And it's very interesting, the order that those things are in, in scripture. And then we see them happening in order in our society. So anyway, Great point. just so, an observation. Sobering reality for sure. Cool. All right. Hey guys, thank right. you for joining yeah. us. Okay. Chip's excited you were here. I'm personally, you yeah, personally, that per you know, yep. you, yep. The, you listener. Yep. The one with the red shirt on. Yep. Mm -hmm. He met you. I did. He's excited that you were here. Thank you. And the rest of you, well, mm -hmm. dress better next tomorrow, I guess. Please do. Yeah. <laughs>